Good morning, good afternoon, good night. Welcome back. Hi, hello, how are ya? <laughs> we took a little break. We did. But we are back. Hey, it happens. Mm -hmm. You get busy. Yep. And at least it was only a one week break. Mm -hmm. We're half, we're not halfway, but we are halfway to a quarter of the way, I think. Halfway to a quarter of the way. <laughs> Uh, what I, if you really want to see how fast a semester goes, and I've been getting all of the students that I work with to do this, print out calendars yeah. of September, October, and November, because we're really only here for a little bit in December, I know. and then Thanksgiving comes, and you really see how fast those weeks are going to fly. Yeah, and uh, you know, I, I always find it crazy looking at the, like, when professors are like, okay, week one, week two, and it's like, oh my gosh, we're at week seven. Yeah. We're halfway. Yeah. We are not at week seven. Nope. A little PSA. We are at week four. Are we? Mm -hmm. Okay. I think. Four. Let's make sure. We started August. Well, you all out there probably know. We're week six, actually. We're week six. See? So we are. We're almost halfway. We're almost halfway? Yeah. Oh. That's kind of crazy, week mm -hmm. six. And then keeping that in mind that we're off for a couple of days for Thanksgiving. So if you're listening to this, you are either studying for like midterms coming mm -hmm. up or you're grading papers and mm -hmm. you're meeting with students. So here's a little Tuesday motivation for you. Yeah. Keep going. Do it. You got this. Get yourself a little coffee or a tea and you're just going to power right on through. Yeah, or do a mindful meditation. Oh, that's been my lunchtime lately. Oh, good. I go home and yeah. I take 10 minutes. I just yeah. close my eyes and I do a little meditation or yeah. not think about things mm -hmm. at all. Try to like mindlessness mm -hmm. more than mindfulness. Mm -hmm. I probably said that before. <laughs> but I let go of more thoughts than I like <clears throat> focus on. Mm -hmm. That's nice too. Yeah. I've been watching, well not been watching, uh, so if you know me, you know what my hair looks like, and it takes like a very long time from wash to detangle to do. <laughs> little no vet or little funny fact, it Did takes you do like it seven hours. Yeah. Oh my gosh. And so when I was doing it yesterday, I yeah. was watching this show called Explained. Okay. And it's the show that Vox is does a collaboration mm -hmm. with Netflix, and they uh, like explain things. Sounds silly, but okay. like they pick like one topic, like Bitcoin. Okay. And they explain they it and they talk it. about like where did it come from. Um, and they did, I watched the beginning, the first one I watched yesterday because I watched a couple already was on the exclamation point. Okay. And like where it comes from and if we overuse it. Oh, um, I maybe why I also overuse it. Yeah. I also overuse smiley faces because I don't want people to think that I'm being mean. But they talk all about how we're in this new age of communication and language is evolving always right um and how that's why they brought it up because are we are we using it like are we really that excited about good morning or? no but i feel like the meaning of an exclamation point has actually changed to where it used to be like you're yelling or yeah. like being really loud about something yeah or angry exclaiming something and now it's just kind of like you're happy or a little bit excited yeah which I think, yeah, I think the communication has changed. Or like you said, mm -hmm. I'm just trying to emphasize something mm -hmm. when I'm writing an email and show that I'm happy. Mm -hmm. Or like I'm a nice person. But sometimes we use it passive aggressively. Like, oh, I'm trying to be nice, but actually I'm very angry in this email. But like, smiley face, you're late. Oh, 
Yes. <laughs> Could you please get those reports in to me by tomorrow? Smiley face. Exclamation point. Exclamation point. Uh-oh. Yeah. I know I'm going to watch out for that. Um, All that to say, they did one on mindfulness and how it helps with anxiety oh. um, and how there's been a rise in levels of anxiety or like mm-hmm. people having anxiety and they can't. Some people think it's because they're, it's less stigmatized and some people think it's because we have more to be anxious about with like social media and like just the constant of things going. Yeah, there's we'll some get anxious. good research about that and mm-hmm. specifically with college students in mind right. if technology is increasing the level of anxiety. Yeah. yeah. And so they talk about just taking like 10 minutes. If you're a student, it can, in, it can increase your memory if you just take 10 minutes a day and like grow it and I was thinking about you how you did an hour once like it's a long meditation yes uh, the full moon day I just remember because it, it was the full moon day where I actually did over an hour of meditation and that has been um almost a year in process and work for me but it was it was great mm-hmm. um I have to say like I have to be like home alone it has to be very quiet mm-hmm. I have to do so many things like my chores mm-hmm. and responsibilities before I can get into that place where mm-hmm. I'm ready to just kind of let go and unplug. But yeah, that's my record right now. And yeah. I find it really helpful because I used, I, I don't say that I have a lot of anxiety now. I don't mm-hmm. identify with that, but I did mm-hmm. have a ton of anxiety and I really identified with being an anxious person mm-hmm. or neuro. I used to say like I had neuroses and yeah. I was neurotic and I don't feel like um, that's as big a part of me as it used to be. I have, and any student that's listening to this has been in the office this week, maybe will be like, oh my gosh, but I have analysis paralysis. Like, I will get so, like, anxious about a decision that I just won't make it. Like, I'm literally running away from problems all the time. But I think recently I started to, like, meditate and, like, Mm -hmm. face those things that Mm -hmm. are, like, not scary. Like, Yes, you need to make your dinner. That's smart. Wash the dishes. Yeah. It doesn't take that much time. But I'm like, I got this. I have to do this. I have all these things on my list to do. If I don't do it, and then I'm just like, I'm just going to sit here and not do it. The one thing that's helped me is actually like teaching my class that, I mean, I didn't write the curriculum for it, for FYS 1010. But this year we have started a new thing where we tell our students the number one way to like combat your procrastination mm-hmm. is to just take 10 minutes to work on it. Mm-hmm. And a lot of the time that 10 minutes to like plan or just start mm-hmm. will turn into longer or mm-hmm. you'll get a plan in place. Mm-hmm. So that has helped me a lot. I learn more, I think, by teaching this class mm-hmm. sometimes than I would without. Yeah. But that 10 minutes of just starting it seems to be helpful. Okay. Well, that is a really good segue into our guest today, which is you. It's me. <laughs> Yay. <laughs> Everyone's waiting for a third, <laughs> third voice. Person. Oh, sorry. Ooh. No, we have not um, given any information about our own offices in this podcast. We're not talked or spoken have much not. about what either of us do. So today we're going to focus on Frankie. Hello. Um, and what Frankie does and her role here, how she started. Yeah. Um, and she's got um, some other fun stuff to talk to us about today. So, Frankie, uh, what do you do? It's me. Um, my official title at Wayne State is Coordinator of Peer Leader Training. So what I do 
uh, specifically is I work with peer leaders, like tutors and supplemental instruction leaders, and I train them before they begin their role on campus. We do a two-day intensive training. We also do online module training before they start their job. We teach them about effective study habits. We teach them the basics of learning and memory. But we also teach them effective facilitation skills so that they can lead a group um, and when that group leaves a study session, they have more skills than when they came into it. So that what we want students to leave with is independent learning skills. So they're not dependent or they don't have to do their best learning when they're meeting with a tutor or an SI leader or their peers. But they leave that session with the skills to go home and study in very effective ways, even if it's not with the group. So that's what I do. I also try to build team building into their role, into their job, because I want to make sure the students who work for me and with me leave the job more ready, like more ready, is that a word? What Ready for <laughs> careers, no matter what their career is. So sure. when you're going to a job, you should have, um, you know, people skills, interpersonal skills, intrapersonal skills. You should be able to be self-aware. I want you to be able to reflect on your work in very dynamic ways. Uh, you're always going to have to work with people. So I think being an extrovert, if you're an introvert, like learning skills to adapt in a situation where you can collaborate with all kinds of different people is really helpful. Part of that is what you and I collaborate on mm -hmm. in bringing people um, multicultural or cultural competency perspective mm -hmm. so that they can take that with their job. And yeah, I think that's what I do. So how... Let's say like I'm a student here and I'm really interested in working with other students and helping them be successful. Yeah. What are some things that you look for in a student leader? Someone with a willingness to learn mm -hmm. who has, and we talk a lot about growth mindset, mm -hmm. who is open to the idea of struggling a mm -hmm. little bit and being challenged and really growing. Someone who doesn't think that they have to be perfect or just have it all together who's willing to talk and share problems that mm -hmm. they might be having or challenges because we all have that and we respect that um it, this is a learning process even having jobs on campus and being a leader is a learning process in itself so i'm just looking for students who have um, some time management skills already mm -hmm. who are willing to learn how to talk to a group, even if that's something that kind of scares you, that's okay. I have a lot of students who identify as shy, mm -hmm. but they still want to be peer leaders. But we need lead all kinds of leaders on right. campus. Like we need diverse leaders, we need outgoing leaders, we need quiet leaders, we need a variety of skills and talents because I think a lot in Western culture especially, we always value the, the loudest and the person who talks first. Mm -hmm. And if you feel like you're more of a contemplative thinker and you're quietly like, take a little bit of a backseat, you might be a leader too. Mm -hmm. We're going to find you a leadership role. Cool. Uh, and just the willingness to want to help people mm -hmm. is great also. That's cool. So how, I mean, and this is maybe like a back-end question, but like how do you figure out like your programming for the year? Like when you are planning to meet with, this group, like your trainings, how do you mm -hmm. figure out what's, does it change every year or like is it very similar every year? Like how do you decide like what students need for that year? 
for that year. So with supplemental instruction, we're an accredited program. SI, supplemental instruction, is an international program mm -hmm. uh, built on three very specific facilitation strategies. So the training is usually very similar in that we focus on building wait time, mm -hmm. which means students are spending a lot of time giving other students space to think mm -hmm. and talk instead of reteaching or re-lecturing. We teach our leaders like checking for understanding mm -hmm. so that they know if students understand what they're learning about. Um, and also questioning skills. So being able to redirect questions is another really important skill to make sure you're not lecturing or teaching. Primarily when I'm training peer leaders on campus, I'm making sure that they're not reteaching lecture content. And simply what I tell them is you don't get paid enough mm -hmm. to be a faculty member. Mm -hmm. you're, a su you're a support member. Mm -hmm. You're a near peer who's taken that course. So the training doesn't necessarily change in what we're working on, mm -hmm. um, but the way that we go about training might be different. So okay. recently we built in these online modules and videos so that students can watch videos about what it's like to facilitate a session. What is wait time? Um, you know, what are the paperwork criteria, things I have to do on a week-to-week -week basis? How mm -hmm. do I enter attendance every single week? Because they have a lot of responsibilities both inside and outside the actual study session. And so the online modules have really helped to eliminate a lot of that sitting mm -hmm. during training when we sit there and we get bored. And it's really important information, but it can be a lot of really tedious stuff. Sure. So now what we're really focusing on is leading a session in practice watching each other lead sessions and give feedback okay so it's more active it's more hands-on similar like if we want dynamic and active leaders on campus then we ourselves as supervisors and trainers need to be active and dynamic mm -hmm. and that's one of my tenant beliefs in creating training and programming cool. so yeah the more i mean i try to change it up because i want students to be engaged and active and take a big role in their own training process mm -hmm. and yeah that's it. I just want them to collaborate. I might change it. We might change the topic up. So mm -hmm. this year, for example, we did mock sessions about growth mindset. They mm -hmm. had to watch an hour lecture about growth mindset and then lead <laughs> SI sessions about it. Mm -hmm. So it's like two birds, right, with one stone. Sure, because sure. not only are you practicing session, but you're learning about growth mindset. Mm -hmm. In the past, I've done like dinosaurs, planets, things that yeah. are kind of philosophy lectures. Sure. So every year the training is very different. Um, and sometimes we'll update it. So this year we focused a lot on brain science and retrieval practice and mm -hmm. things Angela and Zaina talked about when they were here because we really want to make sure students have independent study skills first. Cool. That is tough. Like what if, I just feel, I'm thinking like what if you show up to be a peer leader and those study skills, like you just don't have them or like what is maybe... Is there like a requirement for grades or? Yeah, so to be a tutor or a peer leader in our program, you have to have a certain GPA. And if you're interested in applying, I recommend everyone submit an application any time of year. Mm -hmm. um, we do tend to take more applications in February for the fall. We do hire really, really soon in advance. Mm -hmm. There is a GPA minimum, but at the same time, we'll work with people if they want to improve their study habits. Sure. And, and again, I ask. I'm looking for an open mind okay. when it comes to being receptive and learning new study skills sure. and understanding that people have different ways of studying. We all learn, in, but also in like very similar ways. So you're mm -hmm. not just like an auditory learner or a visual 
we might use multiple senses and just like having the openness to change some of those belief habits that we have in the past or um, if, like a red flag for me might be if someone comes in and goes, well, I, I'm not a math person and I know so-and-so is not a biology person, so it's just not going to be possible for them to learn. And to me, that just shows maybe a lack of exposure to those study skills. Mm -hmm. And it might be, it might not be, but it might be more difficult for us to train and get the idea across that study skills are really accessible to everyone when you have the right support and the right team in place to help you. Um, have you guys seen improvements in grades for the leaders and the students? Yeah. Is there data on that? Yes, that's a great question. Um, yes, I find a lot of my SI leaders find that their own study habits change drastically, their organization skills change drastically, their time management change improve. Um, one of my peer leaders right now is actually a student in the class that she's working in. Oh, no and way. She, How did that happen? So we needed, this is a great story, so we needed an SI leader for Gen Chem, for Chem 1220, and we didn't have anyone but we had an applicant to the program who we wanted to hire who just happened to be a student in Gen Chem at the time. So I said, okay, we have this program model in place. We heard about that worked somewhere else. So what if we use an old SI leader? I say old like they're old, but a former <laughs> SI leader <laughs> yeah, who okay. will come to your sessions with you and help you plan sessions. So mm -hmm. you have to go to lecture as a student already because all of our SI leaders go to every single lecture. Um, you're going to sit in lecture, you're going to take notes as a student, but you're also going to create a lesson plan or a session plan for your peers. And then someone who's taken that class before, who's a senior, is going to check your plan, check with you to make sure you understand the content also, and help you deliver this study session to your peers. Okay. And it's working I was great. Say, six weeks in, how's it working? It's good. Um, I've heard really good things, really positive things from the student. We didn't know you know, yeah. how it was going to go. Sure. And this is a student who's high performing kind of to begin with. Okay. So we know they have, that's the thing you have to know. Do they have the skills and strategies um, leading up to this class sure. that are a good predictor of success? And so this person also has a lot of support outside of the classroom and they meet with faculty regularly. Mm -hmm. That is, again, like, I'm going to say this. I've been saying it for the last two weeks. If you're struggling in a class, you're struggling with how to study for that class, you don't know what the exam is going to be like, before tutoring, before SI, before the Study Skills Academy, please, please, please go to office hours. Sure. Yeah, I think that's important. But, it's, Kristen... It's intimidating, though. It's so intimidating. Yeah. And I've heard stories lately about professors who are holding extra office hours and no one is showing oh, up. Oh, no. Directly, I'm hearing that. Sure. And it's really hard for me because I talk to so many faculty members who mm. really want to connect with students. They want to help students. And those are your partners. Like, that's who's making your exam. Yeah, but it is terrifying to... There's this person who has all this information and maybe, like, you're so lost that you feel like there's no way they're going to be able to... Maybe you're worried that they're going to think you're dumb or something. I mean, what do you say to a student that's like, what, not only am I not about to talk to my professor because I'm afraid of the rejection of not feeling smart enough, mm -hmm. but like someone who says, I'm also not going to SI because I don't want to go by myself. And I also, I really don't get this at a level that like, I just feel like I'm too far gone. I mean, I think I was yeah. one of those students, like 
the the they talked about SI every week when I was an undergrad, mm-hmm. um, and I was like, I'm not going. I don't get this on a very basic level. So like, there's no way that someone like even the teacher yeah. is gonna be able to to guide me out of it. And I was so wrong. But like, what would you say to that student? Um, first, I would try. I would self-disclose and let them know that I also was that student who mm-hmm. was terrified. But the reward really outweighs the risk. Mm-hmm. And the likelihood of your faculty thinking that you're dumb, like, mm-hmm. that is... I've never met a faculty member who has that mindset. Sure. Uh, or it's very, very rare. Mm-hmm. And to the most faculty that I've met really want their students to be successful because mm-hmm. that's their ultimate goal and their job they don't want their students to fail their class that doesn't Mm -hmm. make anyone feel good right that's a terrible feeling we Mm -hmm. want our students to be successful and now as someone who's instructing two courses like my door is so open if Mm -hmm. you want that grade if you want to be successful come talk to me let's Mm -hmm. figure this out I'm going to show you old exams Mm -hmm. not maybe the exam you're going to take right but you need to know how to manipulate that information to answer a very difficult test and manipulate it for higher order thinking. For you sure. can't be going over your notes and glossing through the textbook and expect that's going to prepare you for a very high stakes, mm-hmm. complicated, complex assessment. Yeah. And like if you don't do it now, like now's the best time to start making those practices because yeah. someday you're going to have to talk to your boss yeah. about something that you don't understand or mm-hmm. maybe you aren't clear on instructions and like if you can't do it now, like it's going to make it that much harder later. And I think that really plays into what we talk about with college is more than just the classes you take. This is the personal skill, the professional skill, talking to someone who has a high level of experience, is an intimidating person can be such a huge reward because you don't know, like, they could end up being your mentor. Mm -hmm. And there is something that is said when you just go in the door and you say, I want to do so well in your class. Can you please help me? Yeah. Yes, of course, because we were all where you are. Faculty Mm -hmm. used to be where that student was coming in to help. And what we forget sometimes as faculty and instructors is what that feels like. Mm -hmm. We forget that challenge because there is this, thing that happens when you master content sure it becomes second nature to you and you actually assume I can't remember what the word for it is there's studies about this yeah but you assume that that topic and that material is obvious Mm -hmm. to other people because you've simplified it so much and I don't know if faculty realize this all the time either but the reason why they are such experts in the subjects that they're teaching is more or less because they retrieve that information, they talk about it, and teach it to other people so many times yeah, over again. Right. They feel like it's it's just like the workshops and the, and the trainings that we do. I'm like, that's it. I can't. It's students think it's like yeah. because we're geniuses right. and we're so smart. You know what? It's because we work hard and we talk about this like all I, the time. All the time, I talk about it without a notebook. I'm forced to recall the information, mm-hmm. teach it to you metaphors and analogies in my own words Mm -hmm. so it it sticks it's it's that retrieval practice we talk about for sure well um i do want to give you some time to talk about the conference last year was the first time that you all did it it was wonderful i thought it was so cool like i was very impressed uh i like to come up with ideas i like (laughs) 
We let's like making the podcast. Yeah. You know? I like to change things up. It keeps me motivated. I like to think I'm creative. I come from a more artistic background. Mm-hmm. I thought I was gonna be a kindergarten teacher and here you go. I want school to be engaging and interesting, yeah. and I want people to learn about what they want to learn about. I want you to make a conference for kindergartners. I just decided. So, uh, think yeah. about that. Let's do that. Let's yeah, do it about a goldfish in a bowl. Yes, elementary have a conference full day with little stations. About tell us all about what do they eat. Yeah, what they, yeah. What so, are the days of the week? Tell me. <laughs> I love it. Give me the info. Uh, so. Last year, I was really thinking it was my first year in this new, like, full-time role, and I really had carte blanche. Like, I could do almost anything I wanted creatively, which was such a gift. Mm -hmm. So I decided I wanted to bring peer leaders, tutors, peer mentors together from across campus and say, what do you want to learn about in in regards to leadership, uh, the role that you're doing on campus, and the connection to the careers you're going to have tomorrow? Mm -hmm. And so we opened up space and invited, you know, up to over 100 peer leaders. We had over 50 that came on the day of, in the first year. Like, I was pretty happy about that. And we had amazing peer leaders who gave 12 sessions in the morning. Mm-hmm. So there was, I think, three sessions of four mm-hmm. at the same time. Okay. And so peer leaders led sessions about... Um, how to be successful in mathematics. What is a growth mindset was another one. How do we support female students in STEM? That's a good one. That yeah. was an excellent topic. Yeah. And I really just said anything related to leadership and your role, go for it. Mm-hmm. Anything you want to educate other peers on. There was one session about like how to tutor students um, in language courses yeah. effectively, which I thought was excellent. So we had 12 uh, we call them breakout sessions mm-hmm. in the morning. And again, like this is a really great opportunity to just have conference presentation experience for mm-hmm. your resume and applications. And then if you presented at the conference, you were paired up with an academic staff member who mentored you before the conference happened. Mm-hmm. So you met with them once or twice before the conference happened. Again, the conference called the Learning While Leading Conference. Mm, I don't we didn't say said. that. Nope. Mm-mm. Sorry. Learning While Leading. Learning While Leading. Yeah. I don't, I still don't know about the name, but it is, <laughs> it is what it is. Um, <laughs> what do you call it? I don't even know. I, I you're like learning it. while you're leading. I it's think it's, it's open. Yeah. I think it's appropriate. Oh my gosh. Stuttering. <laughs> so then we had lunch and then in the afternoon we had this thing called an unconference where students broke into groups based on topics they wanted to learn more about. So one was about more effective studying. Mm-hmm. Not everyone gets the same kind of training that we go to and it's just a nice refresher. Yeah. Um, another one was about motivation. How you mm-hmm. motivate yourself, how you motivate students that you're working with on campus. Uh, another table was about, I'm trying to think, procrastination. Mm-hmm. So basically, lots of different topics. Adulting 101 Oof. was the most popular topic. That, so Yes. What does it mean to be an adult? And basically what I did is say, I don't know what it means. You all have a couple hours. Research it. Here's some materials I found for you in advance, mm-hmm. some articles. Create a poster presentation. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we just you know talked about what we learned. Students walked around and read the poster presentations other groups had created. They did mini presentations. That was it. It's super cool. So when is it this year? It's going to be February 2020. Okay. I'm going to send out, I have to think about this in my critical path. So there's going to be like a sign up that's going to happen before the holiday break. Mm -hmm. 
all of the information will be released in towards the end of November. Okay. Um, proposals will also be accepted in November. We're going to get the word out through learning communities. If you are a tutor or a peer mentor on campus, for sure email me and I'll add you to an emailer. We have a Canvas site that we also connect everyone with. We have discussion boards on there and also resources. Um, we like to hear what students are interested in learning about, so I collect information through surveys. And my email address is fr1209 at wayne.edu. One more time, will you say your email address? fr1209 at wayne.edu. Cool. So if you are um, a student leader on, camp on campus, meaning yeah. a peer mentor, an SI leader, yeah. um, what else could you so be? A tutor? A tutor. A student who supports other students. Okay. If you lead study groups. And we're pretty open and okay. flexible with, with what that means. If okay. you're an orientation leader. Okay. That cool. could be cool. Sure. Um, but if you feel like you have a leadership role on campus, like, talk to me and see if it might be a good fit. Mm -hmm. But if, if you think that it's a good fit for you, chances are it is. And have a good topic already, you know, planned. I think what's really tough for me in, like, what I'm learning about myself in conference, uh, sending conference proposals is, like, I have an idea of what I want to talk about, but then, like, putting that into words takes time so if you're interested in doing that yeah. feel free to reach out I'm sure to Frankie or to me or yeah. to any any person that's an advisor or mentor in your life like I'm really interested in talking about this topic can you help me formulate um like an abstract or like a conference title and like once you get that information then start looking for articles and um yeah and, and information now so that if you do get chosen then you, you'll be ready to, yep. to give that um, presentation. There's also, and this is so bad on me for just learning this this year, but on the library's website, there's something called Summon. Yes. Um, or maybe it's Summons with an S. Either way, you can find it yes. if you put Summon or summit Summons into the search. Yeah. Yeah, or just go to the library site, and it's on the very right side. It's super, super helpful in looking for... Um, for good articles and, and references that have been peer-reviewed. Because yeah. um, that's really important these days. You can just put anything on the internet. And you will need, if you don't have to submit a proposal, you can just come as an attendee and learn from other peers. But if you do want to put together um, a proposal, we have examples cool. of proposals you can look at. And yeah. I will say we like active proposals. We like multi-presenters, um, like so more than one yeah. presenter is really great if you and some friends want to get up and lead a session together. Cool. Trying to think like VIP had uh, one about building relationship with student mentees. So they had like cool. four or five presenters up at once. Or you can be like... Uh, I'm going to say names, but like Kamali yeah. did his presentation about the importance of sleep for students. So good. So we're very open about our topics. And you know what? If you feel like you want to be a leader, guess what? You already are. Mm -hmm. There is no like specific leadership type or role. If you want to be a leader on campus, then chances are you already are. Um, and take that first step. So yeah, the conference is going to be Friday, February the 21st. I'm going to be in the student center, rooms to be determined. We'll okay. have more information about that coming out. Uh, but proposals will be accepted before the holiday break. And da -da -da, I think that's it. It's pretty cool. Thank well, you. Frankie, you know the deal. 
tell us what you're reading, listening to, watching. Uh, I think that's all of them. <laughs> I think that's all. Um, I am reading... What is it called? The cult uh, Cultural Competency and the Learning Brain? I okay. think that's what it's called. Okay. It's all about how teaching in like a culturally responsive way and combining that with the study strategies that we've been talking about is incredible for diverse student populations. Very cool. And students maybe who come from a background where they feel like they don't have the tools and the support that other students have when they come to college. So how we can use culturally responsive teaching in the That's best cool. way. Yeah, I'm really excited about that book. I'm learning more about my cultural diversity practices and teaching. Sweet. Yeah. That sounds good. It's a it's a fantastic book and it's written in such a friendly like engaging way i'm really enjoying reading that that's what i'm reading right now um, what are you watching what am i watching oh there's a terrifying show on netflix <laughs> i like scary stuff and it's october and here we go i just watched toy story 4 that was good but i'm watching the show called marianne and it's french it, it is the scariest i've been like screaming no also, Peaky Blinders, I love it so much. I'm, I can't do scary. I can barely watch Scooby Doo. So well, I don't recommend it for you. Though. Yeah, probably but not if, a good one for me. If you're looking, <laughs> we don't recommend it for you. If you're looking for a scare your pants off kind of, Ooh. yeah, it's okay. a French show. There's subtitles, but um, oh. it's also making me like fr like brush up on my French, French. Nice. a little bit too, which is really nice. So that's what I'm watching, listening to. Yep. Show tunes, probably. Tried and true. Okay. Old show tunes. Uh, the Big Fish. Like, the Big Fish. The Big Fish soundtrack. Cast recording, yeah. I guess you would call it. I love singing along to that stuff in the okay. shower. This old Secret Garden. If you ever heard the Broadway. Secret Garden. Broadway cast recording of Secret Garden. Yeah. Uh, is an amazing show. Fan of the opera. I can't believe I'm telling you all the show tunes. No, it's good. That's You're answering the question appropriately. That's, you know, that's when I'm home alone and um, cool. my dog is following me around the house. I just sing show tunes at him all day. My neighbors probably. Yeah, he probably does. <laughs> um, and then what are you doing for self-care? Um, my meditation. Okay. I'm really into, like, aromatherapy lately and uh, essential oils. Yeah. So I've got this lavender room spray, mm -hmm. and I'm big on spraying that around and just, like, doing that meditation process. Mm -hmm. And I, I like having different um, smells and oils that I can kind of put into, like, diffuser jewelry yeah. or diffuser necklaces. And that's so been cool. helpful to take a minute and just, like, relax, put on, like, a love frequency. If mm -hmm. I forget what that's called. But if you search it on YouTube or on um, Spotify, this has been huge for me this year is listening to thunderstorms and also something called, like, the love frequency. It has been – it's been a joy. Okay. Yeah, I just look, I just googled it. So it's like um, chimes. It's beautiful. It puts me in such a like a great place. And uh, if you talk about meditation and you don't like like the dead silence, but you need something, it almost gives you that like fuzzy feeling. It's like ASMR. I don't like ASMR, no, but it's not distracting though. It's not someone okay. talking to you or whispering at I need, you. Yeah, I need that like just like 
This puts me in a very um, magical place. Okay. You know I love magic. You do. It puts me in a <laughs> very, very magical place. Okay, that's cool. Good. I just, I'm going to listen to it. I Googled it, so I'm going to listen to it. Um, well, thank you so much for spending time um, with me today. Thank you. And with our... I missed you last I know. Me too. Me it was, too. Yeah. Um, and next week will be you. Yeah, and I'm gonna get my answers ready. Unfortunately, I have a whole week to prepare you today. I feel like this is very long. No, no, it's good. Um, so thanks everybody. Thank you. Have a um, great week. Yeah, have a fantastic week. Go to office hours. Go to office hours. And SI if you need to. And tutoring. <laughs> Do your homework and be successful. Success Even if you don't, if if you're not in school. Even if you're not in school, success.wayne.edu. Yeah, you got it. <laughs> Bye, guys. Bye.